0: Catches, puts up a three, will go, rebound, Box. back out to Allen, his 3 of five. tie game with five seconds remaining. Palatelli. What's nine plus ten?
1: Twenty-one. <laughs> Welcome back to episode twenty-one of the Sports Confidential podcast. We have uh, myself here, the hardest worker in the room, Cody. The <laughs> S, no, the CFO, as I like to call himself, Liam. Um, we have the janitor, Ben Benjamin Hicks, is back for his. He got another gig. He performed well last week, so. Um, yeah, we reviewed his performance and um, yeah, we thought we'd give him another league. Thanks, boys. And and we have Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to start off with some Champions League. Jack, oh. you want to comment on it or do you, can we just lay in the boots straight away? Uh,
2: one boy kicked a goal, one team won. That was about it from what I saw from it. Very boring game, not much in it. Didn't even watch
1: it. Yeah, right. Anyways, I'll give an <laughs> actual real recap. Um, round good one, 1-0. One Probably should have been two 0 because that Kareem Benzema goal was a bit of
2: a that offside was weird. I, I even I thought that was a yeah. goal, but there's a rule in it. That Bronson was trying to explain it to me, but I had a few stubbies at that stage.
1: Yeah, you, you had no idea what was going on. No, I didn't.
2: Uh, there was a lot of banter in the group chat going around, uh, mainly at me, but yeah, there yeah, was banter nonetheless. Um, Liverpool, what they had about twenty odd shots, twenty plus shots. Yeah, Courtois was unreal. Yeah, he
0: was a you. He was the best player on the ground. Yeah. He actually was. I only watched the highlights, but I saw Liverpool had some very good shots as well. Think, Not just yeah, just wild, you know, trying to kick a worldie from outside the box. Like yeah. they had some genuinely good shots and that Courtois, is it? Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. unreal. He had
1: um nine saves for the whole game and I think seven of them were in like Liverpool's box.
0: The
2: um the Which the, the one for me many. there was the two oh, sorry, there was two. The, the Mane one just before half time, yeah. that he deflected and hit the post and it stayed out. And then the Salah one at about I think it was like the eightieth minute. Yeah. Where he Salah couldn't have done anything more. Like he couldn't have turned on his left, he's kicked it on the right and he's just got it there. And I was like, That was the best chance that we had so I I'm surprised you don't hate him considering that he left Chelsea for
1: I don't better opportunity. No, nah, I don't. I don't hate him because he left Chelsea. I don't hate him at all, actually. But like, I'm sad that he left Chelsea. If that makes sense, like, I don't like him because he left, but I don't hate him because he left.
2: What about Hazard? Can't, it plays didn't get a gig and uh, makes his 15 million euros, and he left as well. He was a gem when he played there.
1: Yeah, he's. I don't think he's had the good run at Real Madrid that he would have obviously hoped for. Like, he's been in and out of the team for form and injury re- reasons. But apparently there was rumours going around that Chelsea were going to get him back this season coming on a loan. But I think apparently he said that he wanted to stay at Madrid to sort of earn his spot and sort of prove that he's not... Is Sadio interested? Mane gone? Yeah, he's gone, I reckon. I only to buy gonna, him. I he's going to buy him. Yeah.
2: So he's, he's going across for €50 million Euros or however exchange rate is over there, do you think that's relevant when you've got someone like Jack Grealish who got sold for $130 million and basically comes off the bench for City? Like how, how does that How does that work? Is it just a pure money thing from Man City being able to go, we can flex that? Like, I don't see how, it's, how think, that scale
1: works. I think a big thing with you'll find with, like, English Premier League is that you pay a premium for English players because... Every English Premier League team has to have a quota of a certain amount. I don't know what the amount it's of players true. are, but you have to have a, at least a certain amount of English players on your list. Yeah. So I think like even Ben White went from Brighton, I think he was at, to Arsenal last year, and he was 50 million pounds, whatever it is over there. And he's only, like, he's not a bad player, but he's not He's not, He's not. not a 50 million dollar Centre back, whereas Raphael Varane, who's a four-time Champions League player, World Cup winner, and probably one of the top five centre backs in the world, went to Man United for around about the same price. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's, it's you do pay a premium for English players, but Jack Grealish isn't what obviously wasn't worth his hundred million dollar price tag.
2: No, nah, he was better when he was wearing third hand boots when he was playing Aston <laughs> Villa. Just to let you boys know, when he was playing at Aston Villa in the Championship, he he had a superstition not to change his boots from game day, and his boots were that fucked that like it was like they were more than more than falling apart. Like the mm. soles had gone, and he'd still what well, he'd keep the winner to like basically get him in back in the Premier League, and he wore those. And ever since he's got rid of those, yeah. he's uh, hasn't lived up to his expectation.
1: I think it all it also goes down to like game style and. Stuff like that too, like you know, like the system that Pep plays. He likes to hold the ball and like likes to keep control of the game and stuff like that. Whereas some players, like a Grealish and whoever um, else, like Sancho from Man United, obviously didn't have a good year either. And they, I think, Man United paid almost a hundred million for him too, and another English factor. But I think some game styles don't suit a certain amount of players. Like Grealish probably needs that free-flowing, quick football to suit his style of play. From
2: a person that doesn't support Liverpool, two titles, admit it, one of them's a Mickey Mouse on the Carabao. FA Cup's not bad, but it's not what it was. Second in the Premier League by a point, losing the Champions League for one. Do you think it's still a successful season?
1: Um, I don't know, it's hard to say. It. You, it. The way that I put it is... Liverpool's won, won two, cups, two Cups this year, sorry, not two Cups, two Cups this year, and everyone's saying, you know, they're probably one of the best teams in Europe, you know, one of the best seasons that they've ever put together. They only won two Cups. Chelsea also won two Cups this year, and we have one of the worst years that we've ever had in the, probably the last 10 years. So what did you win the community shield? No, we won the... the um, Champions League. No, no, it was the um, UEFA Super Cup yeah, and yep. the Club World Cup.
2: Yeah right.
1: So we won two cups too. Liverpool won two cups, and you Liverpool played in three cup finals this year. So you played Champions League, FA Cup, Carabao Cup, and didn't score one goal from in open play from them three. Yeah. So you've won. We obviously lost Champions League, and you won the Carabao and FA Cup, like we just said, but you won them on penalties. So. So. To answer my question, what would it be? I'm going to say, like, it's hard to say... Would you say it's like a pass mark? I'd say it's a pass mark, yeah, for sure, because you've won two Cups. Yeah. But from going, you know, three weeks ago, whatever it is, Liverpool, if you looked over social media, Liverpool supporters were going, oh, we're going to win the quadruple, we're going to win, you know, we're going to be the best team that's ever played ever, and then all of a sudden you've only won a community shield in the FA Cup, and you didn't score in either, either of them games. I think... It is a pass mark, but maybe is it a bit of a reality check to Liverpool to say, you know, you're a very good team, but maybe you're not as polished as you thought you you were.
2: Yeah, no, that's warranted. All right, before we move off soccer in general or football, depending on where you're listening from, maybe if you're Bob from Brussels.
1: (laughs) um, Shout out to Bob.
2: (laughs) Who are your favourite players to watch in the current day? And you could even go all time if you want, but
1: probably um, yeah, probably
2: go current day because that's what we're talking about.
1: Current day. Um, I love Kareem Benzema. I know mean, I've said it on this podcast before. He's He'll he's win the Ballinger. he's the man. He's the sole reason why Real Madrid was even in that final. Yeah, facts for one. Um, English Premier League. I I love Tony Rudiger. He was my favourite Chelsea player, but he's gone now to Real Madrid for. Whatever reason, contract reasons, and whatnot. Um, and the women, I think. What's that?
2: And the women in Spain as well. Yeah,
1: good on him. <laughs> probably, probably the money too, which is a big factor. Um, all time favourites. Um, Frank Lampard is probably the reason why I go for Chelsea in the first place. Um, I was a big Maldini fan. He's Ooh. yeah, he's probably one of my favourites too. But he's um, only the
2: best centre back of all the
1: time. Yeah, he's a gun. He's a gun, and. Um, yeah, Cort- Cortal was my favourite when he was at Chelsea and then he left and it made me a little bit sad. But um, I still love watching him play. And obviously on the reason, he still shows that he's one of the best in the world. Did you see his interview after the game? He oh,
2: said something about Liverpool, he was, I can't remember. He was,
1: was sort of ripping into like the English um, supporters saying that like th- they didn't rate him and he was no good and stuff like that. And then he sort of just come out and just pretty much gave him a big fuck you. Yeah. Which is good, but... No, that's it? I love it. It was a good final, anyways. It was, um, it was good ripping into you. So yeah. Unfortunately, he's lost, but um, he's had your chances. So it is what it is. That's, that's football, Yes.
0: Better luck next year. Yeah,
1: pretty much.
2: What about you, boys? I know that you don't watch too much of it. You can probably go for all-time uh, players or even if you've watched a little bit of it currently. who I know you aren't massive Premier
0: League fans, but who would it be? Uh, probably Timmy Cahill. No, yeah. I don't know yeah. <laughs> Bronson's man. <laughs> yeah, I used to love Harry Kewl actually. Back in the, what was it? What was the World Cup we did a ride right at? And we lost to. 2006. 2006. Yeah, I remember I that at Queensland. He was very good, but um, all time never really watched it. Um, but on FIFA, uh, Steven Gerrard used to be able to kick some bombs from the center circle. Um, Ibrahimovic couldn't push him yes. off the ball when he was at Barcelona. So. They'd have to be be right up there.
1: I reckon talking about, just speaking of FIFA, like I reckon a lot of people, if you talk to them that aren't, um, probably didn't grow up watching soccer like their family's not a soccer family, like us, for instance. Like the only reason why I go for Chelsea is from playing FIFA in the early days, playing as Chelsea, using Frank Lampard and bombing goals from outside the box. Like that's the only reason why I go for Chelsea. And I reckon there will be a lot of people that are the same – you know, people might go for Man United because they're kicking snags with Cristiano Ronaldo and Liverpool is kicking snags with Fernando Torres and um, Gerrard and stuff like that. Like
2: and That's how you find those niche names that are yeah. in the list too. And then you yeah. do eventually watch it and stuff and like then, that. And
0: then, yeah, obviously then you get into it more and more and more. But it's um, it's very much like NBA. I
1: was about to say, it's probably it's the same exactly as an NBA same, thing and an
0: NFL thing yeah, sort of thing too. Same blueprint, just get the games out yeah. there. Everybody'll end up picking it up and it's they're fun. And then you learn all the players, all the teams after a while and it
1: just like, sticks. Like using OJ Mayo in was it 2K 14? <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah, Bucks. unstoppable. Bucks,
0: yeah, absolutely <laughs> unstoppable. Even Jeremy Lamb's yeah. been broken in some games <laughs> as well. So
2: I remember um a big shout out to Sherry when he used to play it, he went he goes for Arsenal now and he's a big Arsenal fan. But the reason he went for Arsenal was is because they were the first letter of the alphabet. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm going through the teams and finding a team. And that's how he ended up going for Arsenal. That's so.
1: well, fucking back for him. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Oh, they went all right too. this year. But uh, all right, I reckon we'll go to a break.
0: Do John. <laughs> <laughs> righto we're we'll getting into some NBA um, it's coming to the to the very point end now we've only got one matchup left the Golden State Warriors and the Celtics up to the Celtics one in seven against the heat um did we all see it coming yeah I think I think we did few
1: boys want to contribute I said I've said it from I think <laughs> I went three episodes I think,
0: yeah I think I said once the Celtics beat the bucks I don't think he will beat the Celtics I didn't think it would go to seven uh, I didn't think it was gonna go to seven no um I thought Celtics might have won in maybe six but um not to be uh, I think Jimmy had a really good game six yeah. you know forty five nine and eight or something I yeah nine seven.
1: I was actually I was looking through the games this masavo um, like the whole series yeah and I think one game he scored eight, I think, yep. and Miami still won, which is obviously good. And then the ne- I think the next game after that he scored nine.
0: Yeah, he had seven yeah, and over had, two. He, yeah, yeah. And then he had because
1: obviously first game he dropped that forty-one, yeah. and then had the two low games. Yeah. And then I think after
0: that he was he was on fire. Yeah, yeah. I think it was um, shades of LeBron when he was at Miami as well. They yeah. had those stats up, and he had yeah. forty-five, fifteen, and six or something like that as well. well so.
1: Yeah. Thoughts on his shot?
0: Um, he doesn't shoot the three ball, so I'm really, actually, I'm just very surprised that he actually took it. Yeah. Um, I
1: think I said in the group chat, like, I don't think if you're a Miami fan or a Jimmy Butler fan, whatever, I don't think he can be angry at Jimmy Butler for taking that no, shot because no. if it wasn't for Jimmy Butler, he wouldn't have got to Yeah yeah That's 70s. right. Yeah, the, yeah. Go
2: on. And he would have been the hero if he hits it. So you had the opportunity between an open three or charging to the basket to make the two, which in hindsight is the right thing. But this is like a split-second decision as you're charging up the court. Like you said earlier, it, it wouldn't be there without him. He had 35 points. I think he had 25 in the first half. He kept them in it when they were getting absolutely pumped in that first half. Yeah. Like they were down by, what, 20-plus? Yeah. Couldn't tell you exactly what it was, but... Like you said, he was the sole reason that they were there and blokes like Cole, Bunderass, Larry, <laughs> did absolutely nothing. So um, at the end of the day, you can live with those shots because they're the blokes that can t- They should be taking those shots. And Max Struess had two threes after that. Yes, they were contested under the pump, but he missed those as well, but you don't hear about
0: that.
1: Yeah, Jimmy's a winner, so he was going for them. Going for the win, so good yeah. on him.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I honestly, I would have thought he would have just taken the easy two, to be honest, because he that was his shot. Yeah, not a, it's three point shot isn't his shot, especially not in transition like that. That's a that's a Steph Curry, Damian Lillard type of shot, like it's, you know. But you know, they played well again. I think Celtics top end talent probably just pushed them. I think Marcus Smart actually played very well. Um, as well, and their bench, you know, their Pritchards and Grant Williams off the bench had their games where they, yes. they chimed in as well. So um, good on the Celtics. I do think the Warriors will smoke them. Yeah. I think it'll be Warriors in five.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't know why. I just, I think, I think, uh, I don't know who has home court advantage first. Um, it must be the Celtics. I'll, th- I'll tell you, I'll check. I think the Celtics, Celtics finished State. second yeah, and Celtics. Golden State finished Mm-hmm. They finished third. Who finished second? Memphis. Yeah, yeah. So if Celtics you got. Yeah, uh, no. I think that's Warriors. At the, second. the rights always. Yeah, the, the, it's the opposite to the other colours. Anyway, um, yeah. I think I think yeah, the Warriors all. Yeah, that
1: Chase Center. Yeah, right. So it is in the Warriors.
0: Yeah, right yeah. So. Which is weird because maybe it goes off your round before. If, yeah, you, maybe, win, if yeah. you win in less games, you get the home court. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think Warriors will, Warriors will do them easy. I think Jason Tatum doesn't have that consistency. You know, he might still have a game where he drops 40. He might have a couple of games where he drops 40-odd. But um, I think that there's just too much offensive power at Golden State again. I think they'll do it. And they've been there with that similar sort of team before. Yeah. You know, you've got that core group of guys who have done it all before. Uh, Yeah, so I'm going to take Warriors
1: in five. I'm still leaning towards my, as I said the other week, I said Boston in five and Tatum MVP. But I think Boston will win, maybe not in five, but I can see, as you just said with Tatum, with his inconsistency and stuff like that, I think maybe he's going to, you know, them players just take that step from being... You know, inconsistent players, solid players every single week, dropping 20, you know. Mm -hmm. I reckon Tatum's going to do that this series, and then I reckon next year he's going to absolutely explode.
2: Oh, that's a good take. Uh, The reason I'm probably going to go the Warriors um, as well is if you look at it from a different perspective, like uh, offensive, defensive, obviously the Warriors are incredibly good offensively. And the Celtics have been renowned since halfway through the season for being so good defensively. Like, don't get me wrong, like, um, the worries will come out and then you've got Smart who will be defending. Who, who will he go to, Clay? or will he go to Curry? I reckon maybe Steph. Yeah, I reckon he would go to Steph. So, anyway, from that perspective, you're looking at it from uh, – the Celtics are going to be blocking them from an offense uh, from a defensive point of view – but it's not like in soccer like you seen the other night with Real Madrid and all that sort of stuff. Basketball's a very offensive yeah. game. You still need a score to win. And yes, Tatum and Brown have that firepower, but who's your next best score after that? Is it smart? Yeah. Who's yeah. who's not that consistent? Like the, the the chain doesn't go down as long as it does for the Warriors. So for me I reckon the Warriors win it in six, but I actually I've turned a corner on the Celtics. I wouldn't mind seeing wouldn't mind seeing them win it. I've I hated Tatum for a bit there, but like you said, if he can have that that performance like Giannis had last year, yeah. I'll be
1: pumped. I just think um, going from like the trend, what happens? Like Celtics knocked off Brooklyn, who everyone at the start of the playoffs was like, "Oh, they're going to win. It. They got KD, they got Kyrie's back full time. Are uh, they going to win?" It. Bang! Knocked off them. They knocked off the Bucks, who were defending champions. They knocked off the Heat, who were. The best team. The Warriors have a
2: lot easier run.
1: You know what I mean? And then I just think it's just one of them things that happens that you just get on a roll and momentum goes with it and you just take it in and it just sort of just keeps happening sort of thing.
2: Can Curry finally win a finals MVP if they do win it though?
1: Yeah, I reckon. I reckon if the Warriors win, like Curry's going to be a yeah, the huge part. Yeah, yeah if they win, Curry's yeah. he's going to win... Finals MVP for sure.
2: If they did win it and he doesn't get the Finals MVP, can he be classed as in that top five slash top ten even? Because he hasn't. In four Finals win, if they do win it, he hasn't won one Finals MVP. I
1: think you can because Steph Curry, I, I think there's only been a couple of players in the NBA that's changed the game. Like you obviously got Jordan changed the game.
2: Magic Johnson.
1: Le- Magic, LeBron and Steph.
0: None of them. Maybe, maybe Michael Jordan uh, have had a bigger influence. Yeah, that's, that's what one. I mean. None yeah. of them. Yeah. I would honestly say Curry changed the game in a different way. Brought in the new three point shot. Obviously, we all know about it. So, yeah, I think I think Curry wins, and I, I think I mean Golden State winning. Curry wins M- uh, Finals MVP. You've said that for a while, though, To be fair. Mm.
2: Yeah, he's he's a machine. We can also probably add Shaq to that. He was a oh, different yeah. dominant player as well. They've brought another element to the game. And then you've got Cade Cunningham, He's just, he's going to be something else as well. Who? Scotty's son. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> what, son.
1: What's um? What are your thoughts, Ben? Boston win and Robert Parrish finals MVP? Or? Yeah, Boston easy.
3: They'll win it in four.
1: And I might not have knowledge on the game, but I can do a quick Google
3: search and come up with a fun fact. love it.
1: No, this is um, good.
3: Code, you'll actually like this one. It's a fun fact: is a former Knicks player has made the NBA Finals in every season since 1947. All right, boys, have a good night and (laughs) (laughs) gun. That's not all doom and gloom for the Knicks, okay? Yeah. All right.
2: Next segment, we'll move on to. At the moment, there's a bit of talk in the golfing world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dustin Johnson has just gone on to the LIV Golf Invitational Series, and um, Liam had a little special. On that, probably it was probably about a month or six weeks ago now. Oh, no, it was earlier than
0: that, earlier than that. It was like third episode. Yeah,
2: that was more. That's is that the Saudi Arabian League or is it a completely different league? No, this is it, it is this, yeah. So, um, Dustin Johnson's basically signed on for there. There's rumored to be four Aussies that have signed on for the um, I think it's 35 million dollars. And if Liam could stop chewing in my ear, that'd be fantastic. Um, but basically, what that means is that it's basically going to be PGA Tour versus the LOV or LIV. I'm not sure how he's – I think it's an acronym. I'm not 100% sure. But he he might not be able to return to the PGA Tour at all, if ever. And Dustin Johnson's one of those blokes that people literally, bums on seats, sort of a attendance for him. So it's it's quite big news in the golfing world because he's the, he's the first big headline name to go, I'm going there. And I don't know whether he's just signed for this sort of a – a series or a couple of tournaments, but it's quite big. And I know that a lot of people like watching him like you boys.
0: Yeah. I um, just had a, saw that a tweet come out um, earlier today about all the players who are going over there. So there's three former world number ones. There's a lot of good players. There's some very good players going. Um, Sergio Garcia is going. He's won a major and 36 career victories. So that's, that's a lot. Um, You've got Martin Kamer, who is from Germany. He's a former world number one, two-time major champ. Uh, Dustin Johnson, obviously. Um, there was a couple others. others. Uh, Louis Oth- Ostusian. Is he gone yeah. as well? He's gone. He is a major champion with 20 professional wins. Um, Charles Schwartzel, yeah, <laughs> major, a- major champion, 23 professional wins. Lee Westwood, former world number one with 44 wins. Like, there's a lot of players that are going, like Westwood, even Ian Poulter,
1: um, even Charles Swartzel. Like a lot of these players are going because they're probably getting towards the end of their golf career. I guess you could say, like they're probably in their late or mid to mid forties, sort of heading towards fifties. It's probably their last big payday because they're probably not going to be up in the PGA major. Wins, no, or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're getting their last payday. And I think, um, I think Ian Poulter might have said something the other day about um, obviously them going to that league, it's going to be paying a lot of money. Yeah, it is. And they, I think he might have said something about it, like it's no different than like a sales rep at a company and another company poaching them yeah. and giving them a pay rise. It's just business. Because he said at the end of the day, golf's his job. So if someone's going to offer him more money to do what he is doing as a job, then he said, "He said, you know, you're silly not to think about it." Yeah, well, and he is right to an extent.
0: Yeah, well, it's it, it's a business, you know. We see it all yeah. the time in NBA, not so much oh, yeah. in AFL as much, but you see it a lot in the NBA and the NFL. You just get shifted if they're not happy with you, you're gone. So, like, it's a bit different. It's an individual sport, but then. Again, you know, you've only got yourself to think about really. So, yeah. as if you wouldn't go for more money. But, like, looking at who's going over, there's only two players in the top 30 in the world going yeah, over. Exactly. So, that's Lewis uh, uh from South <laughs> Africa and Dustin Johnson at 13 <laughs> and Lewis at 20. So, you've got a lot of players between that 50 to 200 bracket, which would be, you know, they're probably not getting, they're probably not making the cuts as much as exactly. they do the PGA. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So moving last there's a bigger purse probably. Um, you'll be able to make more cuts. You'll be able to make more, say, top 20, top 10 finishes. So you've got to do what's right for you, I guess, at the end of the day, and it creates a bit of a division in the golf.
3: Yeah, playing in this Invitational, I don't think it means they're permanently going to play there, but it would be interesting to see what the PGA does if they punish them for going across as well and ban them, ban them from
1: coming back. I don't know, but it's very interesting. I think the... Um, like, the DJ going, Dustin Johnson going across. That's like, a big match. But, yeah. like, I think, did that come as a surprise?
0: Yeah. So he, I, didn't, I didn't hear
1: anything about it at all until I seen something pop up and I, was, I seen it and I was like, shit.
0: He said it. He said in February that he wasn't.
1: Yeah, because was I remember there was a lot of them. Because remember when Bryson, yeah. there was that rumor going, and Bryson was going to go and Phil Mickelson and all that. And um, a lot of them top-tier players, like um, Justin Thomas and DJ and, Spieth and McIlroy and all the, all them top tier PGA players said, "No, nah, we're sticking with the yeah, PGA, PGA. We're yeah. we're back in the PGA." In rah, rah rah rah, and then it sort of went quiet for a little bit. You didn't really hear much about it, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, yeah, he's gone, he's and then out. so are thirty other people. Yeah, so, I literally hadn't
0: heard about it yeah. since I talked about it. I yeah, did not hear yeah. one word. I think I saw a couple of things on Greg Norman, and that was about it. Well, Maybe. he's the he's leading he's, the charge. He's yeah, the yeah. CEO. Yeah. yeah, he's making mega bucks. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Um, not that it's to the same extent, but for those that listen to the Damien Cubido episode, um, we just put it out last week, so go out and, and get a listen because it's a, it's a great story, but the way he talks about that uh, when you're in the industry, you're an asset and they, they only see you as that. And for a long time, people have said that the PGA use you as an asset and the, the lower-ranked players don't get paid anywhere near enough compared to, you know, your top 10 players. So it's quite a a good example of um, blokes that are sitting there going, and he said the same thing. He goes, you know, I'm getting paid this much and then I'm going into a job that, you know, that's completely out of the industry. Um, Blokes like you talked about earlier, Ian Poulter and that, they're getting on a bit. Lee Westwood's the same. They're they're sitting there now going, you know, I'm at that twilight end of my career. Can I sit around and, you know, it's not that it's chump change, but compared to the top players, you know, they're getting, could I be on 100? I win 100 grand at this tournament, maybe maybe 500 grand, or can I go across here and make millions and set myself and my family up? So it's a touchy subject considering um, people are a bit worried about where the money's coming from from the Saudi Arabian part of it, but nonetheless, it's quite interesting. Um, uh, we've talked about it in our group chat over the last couple of weeks, and we actually haven't brought it up on the podcast yet. So I think it's time to do so now. Um, the Major League Baseball is on. I don't think any of us watch this here. Do any of us watch it here?
1: No, I don't watch it, no. no. Um, I'm not going to comment on it because I don't watch it. <laughs> I don't know what it's no. even no. stupider than I already think. No,
2: I, 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 and that's exactly what I'm trying to talk about here. Um, none of us watch it at all. It, it seems like a boring version of cricket. Can we pick a team and follow them and then we'll have a bit more information? Mate, you read mind So, I
1: Actually, I, don't want to, I do know that the... LA Dodgers are very good because they're one of the most richest teams. Yeah, LA Angels
2: <clears throat> are really good too. I know that Mike Trout's like one of the best yeah. players. I don't know much beyond that. It's like an American, i seen a TikTok the other day, he's like Buddy Franklin. Like <laughs> We've got no idea. So what I've decided to do is pick a team for us. Obviously, we don't want to go top of the scale. Yeah. You don't want to go the bottom feeders. So we'll pick a run-of-the-mill team, nothing special, but... There's a lot of hate in um, America right now for the new team. They used to be the Cleveland Indians, but now they're known as the Cleveland Guardians due to a change of name, sort of like the Washington the Redskins. Redskins. Yeah. How They're the Washington General? Commanders. Commanders, even worse. So uh, not a lot of people are on board the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, LeBron James is probably on them, but they're 24, uh, 21 and 24 at the moment. Um but what we're going to do is we might do a bit of a check-in. might not be every week, but see so yeah, how they go on the boys and uh, we might ride into the – what's the – it's not Super Bowl.
0: Playoffs.
1: Playoffs. No, well, they, what's uh, their the, series called um, at the end? The World Series. World Series. Yeah, yeah that's a crap. Uh, well, well, we'll just handball that responsibility over to you, so watch some games and um, just let us know how they're going.
2: All right, thanks for that, Shanae. That's on to you, mate. So
1: <laughs> absolutely love it.
2: We're going to go to a break now and we're going to touch on a big week of AFL and what's going come.
1: Righto, Hixie, hurry up, you're on. Hurry right, up, Wallet. All right, let's jump in the DeLorean. <laughs> Wait, what's Wallet? What's Wallet? What is Wallet? Well, Hixie's called Wallet because he's always named in the back pocket of footage. <laughs> <laughs> Never leave the... That's the best. Yeah. All right,
3: back in the time machine. <laughs> the DeLorean. The DeLorean. We'll go back to Friday night where it was a ripper game. Sydney-Richmond went down to the dying stages there. How do we see it, boys?
2: Uh, at the end of the day, whether it's a free kick or not, they choked a five-goal lead. So it probably may have been a free kick, but there was there was 60 free kicks paid in that game. Ridiculous. Yeah, Ridiculous. 30, 30 per side at the end of the day. Just stop, put the whistle in the pocket for a bit. The game is what it was. They probably didn't deserve to win it. The way it ended. So
1: it's funny when you say that. Like you say, put the whistle in the pocket a bit, and then a 50-meter penalty wasn't paid, and the world blows up about it.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: Yeah. true. But but what I'm trying to say is because of how much that happened throughout the game, it's it sort of was like, oh, is there really going to be a free kick paid at the end? Like I feel like if there was a free kick paid at the end, it would have been even worse.
1: Yeah, there would have been
2: more. So a few good. Plays a boat called Buddy Franklin kick five. He's he's like that wine
3: you're drinking, just gets better with age.
2: No, oh, it gets better per sip, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was it, it. was a really good game. I, I love watching it. Uh, anyone else
0: want to comment? Uh, yeah, there wasn't really any hype. No one got 30 possessions in this game. I feel, um, so actually, well, you know what, we'll go back to my multi to start off the Friday night, and it did not even get close. But look, Jaden short 22 year uh, only just got to 25. I didn't have him, but still, like, Callum Mills only had 20. Like, these are blokes who...
1: Nicky and- V only had 19.
0: Yeah, I did see that, so I would have been... <laughs> Lost
1: Stone. Nicky yeah. V.
0: But um, the forwards for Sydney were really good. Um, 12 between Hayward, Reed, and Franklin. It's a good return, so... Um, uh, Chad is yeah. a very good player. Yeah, what was his brother's name? Is it
1: Corey? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Nick was Warner. It? Nick Warner,
0: oh yeah, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I think that Chad
1: Is a very, very good player. Yeah, I yeah. agree. He's yeah. very young too. I think yeah. he's only he's only
0: 21,
1: 20, 21 22. Yeah. Sydney so have yeah.
0: a lot of good yeah. young kids.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, they're, very good. Yeah, so they'll be they'll be good for a long time. I might just throw a spare in the works if that's okay. No, no. Uh, between those two teams, pick a favorite player that you like to watch.
0: Sydney-Richmond. It used e- to be Josh Kennedy for me for Sydney. For, e- I do not so much for each thing, team or just like between both of them? Either team. We'll just um,
1: do it. I can't go upon us, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Isaac
3: Heaney as well. Yeah. And then from Richmond,
2: Jaden Short. Yeah. Go, go Bit bad. of respect. <laughs> um, I'm a big out. fan of Liam Baker. Oh, I like, he's I like hard. his work. He's, he's a hard, hard. now. at it. So. Bloody hell. Love it. Uh, What's the next game you got? Let's roll it up.
3: Next game was on Saturday. The early one was Brisbane Lions versus the Giants. Uh, Brisbane getting over by 14 points there. And Lockie Neal, I said 40 plus, and you got 39. So you're a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Love you. Probably listening.
2: Me multi was looking really good at this stage. It
3: was, actually. I've got
2: Sydney. I've got GWS at the line. Uh, Giants were scarily in front. They're up by like 30 points in the first quarter, and you go – Giants by how much, but obviously Brisbane's class comes good in the end.
1: I think the um, caretaker coach factor's still riding high. Like, Cox had a good game last week. He had 25-1 and one this week. Um, Himmelberg had 21. I didn't actually watch the game. Did he play down back again or not?
0: Didn't say. So. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, yeah. So, and he played well.
1: Yeah, he had mm, 21 touches for, like, his size. He um, is, doesn't really happen very often. i tell so. you what,
0: he is like... The Daniel Rich of GWS. That bloke can kick a football. I was going to say, is it the hairstyle as well? No, it's not quite that, but it just is that, and he's just that little bit uh, taller and stuff as well. He's just got this beautiful kicking style. Speaking Uh, of
1: Daniel Rich, do you reckon he's probably been a little bit underrated in his career? Seeing as I've seen something the other day, he's played the third most games for Brisbane now.
0: I've always thought he's been a pretty good player for a long time. Not, you know, I don't think he's, you know, probably, oh. People probably berate me for this, but I don't think he's one of the best players in the league. No, he's but definitely I not. I, but he's—I think he's in that, you know, that twenty-five to fifty yeah, players a, yeah. bracket. But he's been there for a long time as well. Like he's, you know, very consistent. Even when Brisbane were garbage, he was. You know I mean, that's
1: probably why he was might be a little bit underrated because he went through that garbage Brisbane period, and no one actually recognised that he was a good player because. They were getting smacked every week because when he
2: first came onto the scene, I think he won the Rising Star, and everyone's like, "How good's Daniel Rich?" Yeah. Like, I mean, that, he
1: did do his knee too, to yeah. be fair. Yeah, but
2: then it was like you said, it was either towards Brisbane not being good, or it was a little bit of it. But it was sort of like Daniel Rich didn't get talked about for a while. It was yeah. like it was sort of off the park, and then all of a sudden it was like, "How good's Daniel Rich's penetrating kick?" Yeah, and it's just like he it was it's back. A, again. It's I
0: guess you can tell. Boy, how many games he has played that Brisbane have oh, it's, it's just one of those Victorian Brisbane yeah. sort of things probably you know you just don't hear about those players out of the state but he's okay. been playing you know walk-up start every week for the last 10 years so he's been a very 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 good player favorite player either side little quick sip around
2: John O'Brown, Brown Brisbane <laughs> <laughs> Brewster from 80 awesome. Are we are we talking
3: now <laughs> okay,
0: yeah, I was talking talking gonna now. say Simon black for sure but, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say Darrell white but... <laughs> um i like jared Lyons from brisbane yeah i think, I don't know, I think he goes away goes the right way about it
1: um i'm gonna to go to josh kelly yeah yeah silky. very very silky smooth mover would um yeah would do some damage like in, you actually is we're actually the complete opposite <laughs> i actually reckon um josh kelly would do some damage in some sydney nightclubs too Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah fair yeah, enough, for yeah. sure.
2: For me, especially if you were around, yeah. For me, it's probably I like Hugh McCluggage. He's just an absolute gun. Asses and should have taken him over good McGrath. He's very good. Um, and I also like Steve Kinnelly. I said it last week. I want him to be that player that he was four or five years ago, where it was like he yeah, had twenty five and two, and it was like Stephen Kinnelly has a gun. So.
0: Mm-hmm. I actually remember just talking on Cogs. We went to the 2018 semi-final, and yes. he was electric and he kicked that, that goal right that in snack. front of yes. us and just turned around and gave us what for. Um, <laughs> ever since then, I've hated Caniglio, Caniglio, or Caniglio, however you want to say yes, it. That's
1: because he does a um, Dalbala
0: celebration. Yeah, yeah he is very, very good.
1: He's, He's a yeah. good player. Had, had, it, had it? the choice between cricket and AFL. Wow. Justin Langer said to him
2: you because Justin Langer was the coach of WA at the time in cricket. And he said you need to make a decision and he weighed up the options and he said there's eleven cricketers that play for Australia. There's six, seven hundred that play in the A club So
0: yeah. Right now, moving on. Uh the team who I said wasn't gutless, uh put another gutless display on the <laughs> yeah. maybe not a gutless display, but clearly outclassed by Geelong. Um yeah, I I don't think we really saw um, Adelaide getting up, but Tom Stewart forty touches with thirty four oh, kicks that's and unreal. sixteen marks. I think some of you guys might have had that stat line ready to go, so I just thought I'd take it. Um, also, Tom Atkins seventeen tackles. What seventeen? That's got to be the record, doesn't it? Sure, I think that's the record because I think in you know, the AFL, yeah, I can do nineteen.
1: I can do Bolton had nineteen.
0: I can do Bolton got the record. Still, that's a lot. Yeah.
1: Do your facts. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> will, uh, um, will
2: Tom Stewart be in the All-Australian team? That was a lock? Uh Yes. Yep. Yep. He's next already th- in the
0: end of the australian side. Next question. Um, Other than that, not, sorry, a, not a whole lot to report out of that game. I think it went the way we wanted to. Um, and then the upset of the round, which, yeah. well, it had to happen at some point. It was going to happen. Um, Freo, I didn't see Freo doing it, though. Two very average weeks in a row. Come across to play the big boys um, and they got the Chuggies. So, and it looked grim. Did you watch that, it? Yeah, I did. And it was like, it was, I think it was about 50 to 21 at one stage to Melbourne's way and they were running away with it. And then straight after half time. Um, 12 goals to one after half time. Yeah, it was, it was eight goals to one <coughs> in the third
1: quarter. Third quarter yeah. So, yeah. I was watching that the, um, went to the pub after footy and we had half timers on and had a beer and looked at the score and we we're like, oh, no, no point yeah, in watching this game. Yeah. Um, went away for a bit, looked back. It was about oh, maybe five minutes left in the third quarter, and we were like, "What the fuck has happened here?"
0: Me, um, I, I watched. Yeah, I watched all of it. That Frederick, he did some of the best things I've seen this year. Period. He was absolutely unstoppable. it was a long sleeve yeah, out on. Oh, unreal! And Lockie Schultz as well. Four snags yeah, yeah. was extremely good too. So probably good for Melbourne. To drop one. Absolutely. You've got to know, in a way, you've got to know when you're starting to get beat how you, you overcome it. Yeah. So they would, they would go away from this and say, they just got their hands on the ball more than what we did around the contests. Um, you know, it's pretty simple how, but, you know, they'll bring the fire in the next couple weeks, Melbourne. They'll yep. make sure of it.
2: Who do so, they? Sorry. Favorite players? <clears throat> Melbourne Freo. Melbourne Freo. I'm obviously an Andrew Brayshaw fan. Had him at $81. Hicks, you got him at $101 to the so, round line.
1: Um, I was gonna say, I'm, oh, I love I'm a Stephen May fan. I was going to say, I'm um, a Jake Lever fan. Clayton Oliver for me.
3: Ah, the old By The boy. And also, Nat Five coming through the twos this week. Yeah, it?
1: dangerous. I was going to bring that up. What are your thoughts on Frio putting him through the Rezies? Because Wayne Carey had a bit of a rant about it and he wasn't happy with it. He said he reckons it's absolutely ridiculous. No, I mean, that's, that's bullshit. Him, they're, like,
0: playing, <laughs> they're,
2: playing good, they're playing good footy. He, he might have a certain injury where he's actually lacking fitness getting back into it, getting back on the park at 100%, because you don't want Nat 5 coming in playing 50%, not necessarily saying it's going to cost you a win, but AFL was a different ball game, and he could injure himself. Maybe I'm being a bit cautious, but it's
1: a twos game. Chris Judd played twos, when he was a Carlton at one point.
2: I don't think it's that big of a
1: deal. Fair enough. Um, Next game was a Saturday night. Doggies absolutely romped the Eagles by 101 points. Um just your standard Western Bulldogs performance. Um Trelaw had 35, McRae had 30. Bailey Dale is probably the best kick in the competition. Um, Caleb Daniel at 26. I actually want to give a little prompts to Tim Kelly. He had 38 and 1. Um, I watched this game most of it. Um, if West Coast didn't have him, hmm. that would have lost by 150 points. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> Fair enough, there's probably not two more to report on that really, game. It is um, what nah. it is. Jack Darling kicked four in a you know, side any, that lost by 100 points, but someone's, got, someone's got to
2: kick him. You picked Bailey Dale. Yeah, I like, I'm i a
3: big fan of Bailey Dale. Anyone views? I like Aaron Norton when he's running at the ball, taking contested marks, with his hair flowing, his head man around his head. So. I,
2: I have been a big fan of Caleb Daniel and his disposal. I don't know how he's been going that this year. I don't feel like he's stuck out as much in previous times, I've been a fan of him. What about you, Simon?
0: No, I couldn't care less. Let's move on. Suns <laughs> uh, romped the Hawks um, up at Metricon. Um, go Suns. Upper. Um, who played well? Has Corey bought that name? Actually? No, he hasn't. He's a fraud. He's a fraud. He's a big he fraud. He's a big fraud. Yeah, again, another one of those games. Just everybody contributed across the board. Uh, Chol had three. Rose's three. Ainsworth couple. Alice a couple. And 24 touches. Dillamore kicked a goal. Dillamore kicked a goal as per. um, Death taxes and Dillamore kicking a snag. They're purring along nicely,
2: Suns. Like they haven't done anything where you go, like, remember that year when Matt Rowe was starring and they were smashing sides and it was like, Suns are Mm. here and then they crashed? This year I feel like they're just ticking along. Like it seems like it's a more consistent year vibe.
3: Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they make finals anyway,
0: Gold Coast. Well, I hope so. Yeah. They're. They've got five wins. They've got North this week. And the teams that are on six wins are Dogs, Richmond and Collingwood, um, eight, nine and ten. So, and I think Gold Coast has got the easiest run home. I think they only play three. Yeah, I was just about to say, in the last
1: 11 rounds, they only play three teams in the top eight.
0: Yeah, and then their next game back after the bye, they've got Adelaide at Metricon. So, a couple very winnable games for Gold Coast coming up. Um, But, yeah, I think that game... Well, I actually don't know. I think we all – do we all tip Gold Coast for that? I think someone might have gone Hawks. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. It was a bit of 50-50. Probably Corey. Um,
3: And and Gold Coast as well. They've got Ben King to come back next year as well. So they are building. Yep,
0: yep. Lost a lot of good players. What about Sunday, Hixie? What have we got? On
3: Sunday, we had the Marination Station. The early game that if you slept in, it didn't really matter because it was St Kilda and North. And it went how we all thought, really. Yeah, no yeah, If you
1: slept in watching it, you would have gone back to sleep anyway. <laughs> Max King just kicking three. Ma Jack
2: Sinclair, he's had a good cool year. Is he a chance for the mid year of Australian? He's in
1: sleep. He's in mine. Ooh. Oh I'll give away
2: all the secrets, mate. Spoiler yeah. alert.
0: Yeah, the two back pockets.
1: Tom Stewart and
2: Jack Sinclair. <laughs> <What laughs> right.
0: Fixie off the bench. We've been we've been crucial at Brad Hill. He has been putting up numbers lately as well. It was only against North, 33-1, and but he's been playing well ever since we kind of raised him. He's changed his role
2: a bit too. Like they were trying to play him off that halfback running role and have that sort of a spread. But I think they – I haven't watched too many St. games, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but he's using that sort of inside 50 kick now where he's just like – that's where he's most damaging. He's
1: always had a good kick.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, Jade Gresham's gone to another level for mine yep. as yeah. well. He, he's 24 and a half disposals, 11 contested possessions a game, which is elite. Everything's above average for him. four he's goals, goals as well. Kicking a couple of snags yep. every game. So, like, he's just he's just one of those players that St Kilda needed to go to that next level as well. I think a lot of them.
1: He, a lot of rate them, yeah, a a lot of them has gone to on. that next level too. Like, Obviously, King last year has been... Always, you could always tell that he was going to be his, a star of the competition. But this year, he's taking his game to the next level. I think he's, ta- I think he's averaging almost three contested marks a game. Yeah, I don't agree
2: with you much, Thorny, but this time I do. I reckon Jade Gresham's second half of the year is going to be
0: massive, huge. Yep, no, I couldn't agree more. Cody, I'm so going to take us through the next one, mate. Okay, and ta- Jack, you can take us through the last one, mate. Game Sorry. of the round. <laughs>
1: Um the Collingwood Magpies defeated the Carlton Blues by
0: four points. Um season's been a success. We've beaten Carlton, we've beaten Essendon. Yeah. So tick it off. If we if we lose every game here from now on. Doesn't matter.
1: Doesn't matter, because we've beaten Essendon, we've beaten Carlton.
2: Alright, I'll remember that in the group chat every game that you play very
1: soon. That's all right. that's fine. But um Toon. <laughs> how how do you say? I was I was on the couch in the last Minute of the game, I was up, I was down, I was walking to the kitchen, I was back down again, I was patting the dog, I was <laughs> yeah, I was an absolute nervous wreck. But, um, ripping game of footy,
0: Absol- two words for you, ripping big game. Cox, yeah, big Cox, he's back, yeah, what a go. sign him up another year. <laughs> um, Charlie Kerno was very good, yeah, he I was, thought he was gonna, he was single handedly gonna sink us. So, I was
1: actually from a Collingwood. I'll put my Collingwood hat on here. I was happy to see Weedering go down. Yeah, but from a AFL fan point of view, I was a little bit flat because I love watching him play. Yeah, he's a he's. I reckon he's Carlton's most important player. Yep,
0: yep. They're and one.
1: they've got they've got a lot out
0: at the moment. Yeah, they do. Especially doing. with him going down, yeah. that's a lot of their
1: but, spine going. Um, on. I said to a few of the boys that I work with, and um, a few of the boys at footy that I play with, uh, Carlton supporters, and um, I said to him, I was like, "Geez." Carlton would love that uh, Liam Jones at the moment. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, big time. But, Carlton, um, Carlton's midfield is elite. They yeah. the top
3: four disposal getters. Yeah. And Sam Walsh, he's everywhere on that field. He has a massive jack. Like,
1: he, he racked up – he got 35 on the weekend. And insane. he's one of them players that you don't realise he has
2: 35. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, but not like not that 35. That's it's not, a, it's not a Darcy
1: that, Parish 35 where they're useless. <laughs> it's um, – You're
2: supposed to have him on the pod next week. Like he had
1: – he had 35 touches at 588 meters game.
0: Yeah, yeah. And he, he does a lot of his work early, Sam yeah. Walsh. As soon as the ball goes up first quarter, you can always pencil him in for nine at quarter time every time. Like I think he had seven touches, and the next closest was three or four at one stage. So and Adam Chera was extremely yeah. good too. So Carlton,
1: I reckon Carlton's midfield is close to being the most complete midfield bar. I reckon Bar Melbourne's. I think Melbourne pips them because they obviously have the Max Gorn factor. But imagine if um like just for instance, if Carlton had got like a Todd Goldstein last year and they actually had a legitimate Well, Cruz wasn't fucked. Yeah. Legitimate Ruckman, Carlton would have the best midfield in the AFL. Oh, right?
0: yeah.
2: There's there's one not that I oh, know it's only one game, they're eight and three. They're going really well. And I still think Carlton will make We'll play finals, maybe a semi prelim, but there's alarm bells for me with their small forwards. Yeah. At the start of the year, there was talks of like they've got the pressure, they've got the pressure, but you got blokes like that Durden, he can be fairly good. That always is going missing heaps.
0: Well, he kicked two on the weekend. He kicked two back to back. Yeah. In, and but that was probably the, like the only two minutes of the game that you really saw him. Well, Carlton
2: Jack Martin down. hasn't yeah. been that player. Like I just, I just feel like I know you've got. Look, um,
1: I, don't, I, should, I don't rate that Zach Fisher. No,
2: nah, but that's what I'm saying. You've got Kernow, you've got um, what's his name to come back, Mackay, to come back. I just feel like to keep the ball down there, like at the end of the game, Carlton had all the play, right? But that was just the rush from the midfield and it was panic stations and it happened. But for the rest of the game, I don't feel like that structure sort of the complete yeah. package is there yet. Like they're probably a one or two years off from being premiership contenders
1: that um that, call. I think that Jesse Motlop's going to be a good player. Yeah. yeah. yep, yeah, he some good is good. But he's only 18 or 19 so yeah. given he's a, yeah, give a couple of years but um go pies. Yeah, go, go pies. pies. Bloody oh. Was it a free kick?
0: Oh, they missed Ollie mm-hmm. Henry's about 30 seconds exactly. before that. And I think it goes end,
1: so. it goes back to the um, Richmond Essendon one, like yeah. If you're paying that as a free kick when there's it, I think it was like 5 seconds left to the mm-hmm. game or whatever jeez, you got to have some balls as an umpire. we Sam, saying oh, I reckon yeah. there was about two seconds left. Yeah. Like that. Like, if you're playing that as an umpire, jeez, you got to have some balls. Yeah.
3: and yeah. 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 you'd, you'd rather stand up to Carlton Sports than Carlton Sports
1: as well. We would to all the plays down, eh? Yeah.
2: Um, but it's got to be a compl- at that time of the game, I know you should be like, clear-cut all the time, but you should read the room and or read their stadium, I should say. If it's an absolute, like, Absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah. Coat hanger, that's a different story. If it's that, oh, it's 50, just leave it. And it was, I,
0: think, I think for a lot of the time as well, it's one of those things that we don't want the umpires to affect the outcome yeah. of the game. If you can pay that free 100%. kick, you're going to cop a lot of flack, and there's only so many times you'd be able to do that before they said, see ya. If it was a free kick, they would have given it anyway. So yeah. it's, it's true. not a free kick.
1: But as you said, there was one earlier, the Oli Henry one you know, wasn't paid, and
0: I, I, think I think there was a lot of free kicks yeah. that went. I, actually, I, actually, I thought, the, I thought the
1: umpire in the Clinewood Blues game was very good. Yeah, I thought it was
0: pretty good. Yeah, And being there, the I, went,
3: I went <laughs> down to it. And having 80,000 at the MCG, unreal. Yeah, good to yeah, have yeah. crowds back at the footy and have big crowds as well. Makes the game just so much better. Was it loud? Bloody hell, it was.
1: Did, as did as you mean. hear the USA chant?
3: I didn't hear that one. It was too loud. I heard the Clinewood chant, but I think they got on a bit early. And then I can't catch for I was in a down.
1: This might be a bit biased on I me, mean, but I think the Collingwood chant at a full-packed MCG is one of the best things in sport. Yeah,
2: not um, in sport. That's a massive call. How
0: many other? How many other grand? You, you get ninety thousand, hundred thousand. Not many.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say it now. I've had a few things on this kind advice. Yes, we've got Collingwood supporters on here. Oh, great win. You definitely deserve it. You beat Carlton, but saying that is as big as any English Premier League chant. As big as you're just no, jealous because. No, it... don't get me wrong. We're shit. I get it. When was the last time you heard call? a
1: big accident chant at the MCG?
2: <laughs> oh, probably then <turned> four, <laughs> but that's a big call. Like I, I love it. I love the passion for it. But that's a huge call for me. But well done on the win. It was very good, and it definitely exceeded my preseason expectations. Obviously. So. Righto.
0: Let's move into the next yeah. game. You're
2: up. Um, it was a. <laughs> It was a base, basically a tale of every quarter, not a tale of two halves. So we kicked zero goals. Eight to start wasn't great. Tom Clurey had an awesome game on oh, Peter Wright, um, oh, contestedly, and then around the ground he was he was everywhere. He set a he, he set a couple of plays up. He kicked across the ground. So well done to you, Tom Clurey. Uh, awesome to watch. Zach Butters started the first half on fire. One of my favourite players is really good. Um, he's played a lot more midfield time and. I feel like they've shared the load now, like Wines wines and Boak last year, obviously, and probably the last three or four years have been their sort of proficient ball winners. They definitely uh, spread the load for Port, and it was really good. Sim Durham for Essendon was awesome. Took a couple of great marks. It was funny enough, when, when the game got wet, that's, you're all on your phone now, so this is hilarious.
1: I'm, a, I'm, I'm looking at the stats. Yeah, yeah, so, when, you, when, the,
2: when the game got wet is when we go, oh, well, let's turn it up here. And we kick, I don't know how many goals it was to what, in the third quarter. I think we kicked seven of eight or nine goals or whatever it was and got ourselves within eight points. I was like, this is this is the essence that you want and it's in the rain. But at the end of the day, it's the typical acid and then, the game is over at quarter time. Not much else to be said. I think that's a bit of a wrap-up. Um, Port, Port, Port didn't do anything out, outrageously good. They got the win. They did what they had to do. And with five minutes to go in the rain, we're down by 16 points. We're, yeah, as a, as, a, but as, a, as footballers, But as footballers, there's 16 minutes to go in the game and five minutes to go. What do you do as a footy? It's a genuine question. Well, if, you're, if you're trying to win the game. If you're trying to win the game, you're down by 16 points. I know it's wet. What what's what's the sort of um, play or game plan of what you would attack? Uh, get it forward, get it forward, just get it forward. Get yeah. it forward. Probably use the corridor. Yeah, use that sort of a game. Like a game. we're on the halfback flank, chipping around and using the hands. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, we probably wouldn't have won the game anyway. But you got to roll the dice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. You would oh, right, your rather roll yourself lose in by a position to win. You yeah. rather lose by thirty-five points, roll the dice. Yeah, then give yourself. A then have that. You kick that one or two goals, and you go, oh fuck, we're a mm-hmm. chance here. Yeah. And momentum comes in. I reckon that's where we're at. So I
1: just want to say one thing on Essendon, and and I'm actually not going to rip you on this. Gigi's a fan of playing Nick Martin.
2: Oh, 12 tackles, 25 disposals. But you know what it is, and I said it to in the group chat the other day, give him two years and he'll be handballing a close. Like, he, he has that footy instinct where he's just like, let me find the first option, let me play it on. He's not going... Oh, let me think about it. Let me give the hands to the bloke that's next to me. Uh love watching him go about it. That's about it from that. So before we go to a break, I do want to hear your all team, so, you all the
1: showing team. So um from the back line I have Sam Doherty, Stephen May and James Sicily. Half back line is Jack Sinclair, Jacob Weedering and Tom Stewart. Might take Weedering out now
0: considering he's out for no, this weeks, but it's, it's, it's up till now.
2: What a, oh, just what Sorry. do we think of the backs? Tom shirt for me, is obviously the biggest lot and, and Stephen May.
0: Yeah. Did you have Lever in there? No.
1: No, I had, had weedering over
0: Lever and I had Cicely in there. I tank. like Cicely. Yeah. yeah. Cicely's been Hawthorne's
2: I, I, I feel like you, you sort of can't go wrong between them. You're going, right. you're going so to have people I, going, oh, why do not you have this bloke? But
0: they're all warranted. I think... Don't mind it.
1: Um, yeah, I I'll just think weedering Play is probably better one-on-one than what Lever does.
0: Yep. I couldn't agree. So,
1: yeah, that was my reason behind I like it. I um, Through the centre, I have Ed Langdon, Patrick Cripps, and Bailey Smith. And Who's on ball? I yeah. was going to say, I don't read the mids. Mids, I've got Gorn, Neil, and Oliver.
0: So, who is it again? All yeah. All up. Go, go through them all. So, I've got
1: Max Gorn in the ruck, Locky Neil, Rover, Clayton Oliver, Ruck Rover. On the wings, I've got Langdon, Patrick Cripps, and Bailey Smith.
2: I, I think that's I, I completely right agree with all of them. Um, maybe a, people might say I don't agree with it, but Angus Brayshaw, any chance? No. Angus or Andy? Angus and Andy, I guess. Angus has been playing pretty good.
1: Angus has been playing very good footy, but who do you take out? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah
0: right. that's
2: what but, I mean. Like, I don't disagree with it. at all. It's just devil's advocate. So. What about,
0: what about um, Jaden Short? Yeah, I'm getting there. Okay. Before, oh, okay. I'm getting there.
3: Before you Before go, okay. i you be finished. gone gone. Couldn't play Jared Witz. Couldn't come in. Jared Witts. Yeah. yeah. What about Sean Darcy? Very cool. He's um, missed a lot of games. I think
0: I'll probably still take Jared Witts. I'd, I do like Sean Darcy, but I think Wits is he's a very dominant force for Gold Coast. Like he's that just that one dominant force. I boy. think if
1: like big thing with the ruckman, you want your ruckman to give your midfielders first use. Yeah. And I reckon Jared Witz is probably
0: the best at it in the AFL. Yeah. I think Darcy probably be more influential up forward. Yeah. Than what. Um, wits would be, but, but I'm just on
1: pure ruck craft, yeah, it's,
0: widths it's, it's widths gone 100% in wits yeah. 100% in the ruck. So, can't, can't believe they very
1: green. I've got my half forward line.
2: Nah, oh, sorry, go on.
1: I've got Christian Petrarca <laughs> at center half forward. I actually changed it last minute. I've got Max King, and on the other half forward flank, I've got Charlie Kerno. Mm. and full forward line, I've got Charlie Cameron. Tom Lynch, and Shy Bolton. So and I, will, I will throw in, I did have Jeremy Cameron at centre-half forward, but um, I swapped Jeremy Cameron for Max.
2: So can Kingy. you just, if you don't mind, uh, can you read that team out again? Yeah, oh, the forward line, forward. the forward line. Yeah.
1: tracker half forward, Kingy centre-half forward, Charlie Kerno half forward. Full forward is Charlie Cameron, Tom Lynch, and Shy Bolton. Yep.
0: Uh, I reckon I probably would reverse well, I'll put King back to full forward if we were gonna do that and, and then in I'll turn Gen- no I'd have Jeremy oh, Cameron yeah, I have lynch wouldn't make wouldn't make my side. Well i I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm just, just yeah. saying
1: I'm I'm not gonna argue that I'd I'll yeah I'd be happy to make that change. It's just No yet yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah I feel no. like you're probably right with I like King at full forward. Yeah. I think fair. he's a very yeah, deep target. Yeah that and if
2: you've got Jeremy Cameron up the ground he's the white that brings dually
1: I think if you've got If you've got King and Cameron in the same team, King needs to play full forward, Cameron up higher. Whereas I think if you've got Lynch and King in the team, Lynch Lynch needs to be down forward because King works harder. Up up, up, Yeah, up the ground. So it just depends on how you want your team to structure. I like it, mate. So good. So far, so good. the on the interchange, I've got Jaden Short, Mm. as you mentioned, Andy Brayshaw, as you mentioned. Um, I've got Callum Mills and Jack Crisp. Mm. A lot of midfielders. I know, but um Crispin played back line. Mm. Mills has played back line before. I would almost I don't know. And so is Jaden Short. Yeah, and Jaden Short plays what, down back. Jaden Short
0: plays down back. Yeah. He's been oh, he's played a little bit in midfield these days, yeah, but yeah. that's what I think as well. Yeah. I probably I probably wins. should have had
1: another forward in there, but
0: Yeah. I reckon you, you could probably swap short on the ground for maybe Sicily. Yeah. I would think. Or, or Doherty. Or Doherty, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 But Overall, pretty, pretty
1: and good. And I've life. got a coach. Yep. In I've actually got Michael Voss, but Craig mm. McRae, Steve. Well, yeah. I think
2: oh, I think you go Simon Goodwin. He's ten and yeah. he's ten and one. I think <laughs> one, I think the coach one
1: one has been very. I think the for, coach one's always a hard one because oh, it's no,
2: subjective. Yeah. At the end of the day, depends on how your team's going. Or not. Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. No, you've actually done really well there, mate. Um. For once, I haven't fully roasted yet. So let us
0: know about any changes will, that you guys would make as well. Like, a, if you're listening, please, like, yeah, please yeah.
1: abuse us and let us know who we'll, we missed. Oh, and- we'll get this uploaded on the socials. Yeah, we will. And um yeah, you can absolutely rinse me for it, and I'm 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 happy to cop the the band for but it.
2: But like, even as an essence for myself, I said it before. Like, Darcy Paris leading disposal getter, but then who do you take out? That's something. So I completely understand that, and I agree. He's the only player from Messi that would be even close. So well, well done, on. mate.
1: Righto, we're going to touch on this week's um, NFL games coming up. But first of all, I've got a little question I want to ask you is in light of the last two rounds of AFL being um, Indigenous round. Sir Doug. Yep, the Sir Doug Nichols round was the first one. And then, was it are they the first two or not?
3: It goes for two weeks. Yeah, I know it yeah.
1: does go for two weeks, but are both rounds, you know, so yeah. sure it is. I was
2: completely confused by that saying the Indigenous jumpers. Like, I yeah. didn't know it went for two weeks. I was like, wasn't that last week? But it's obviously a thing now, so yeah. it's good.
1: <clears throat> Right, ask away. Yeah, yeah shut up, up, Cody. Shut up, Jack. Um <laughs> As per. the question I want to ask you is Art, I want your top five indigenous players that's ever played in the AFL, but it has to be players that we've seen. You can't say you're yeah, poly farmers and stuff like that, because obviously we didn't see them. Right, I'll go first,
0: so they don't I don't have to be in order either. Yep. I've got Andrew McLeod, Gavin Wanganin, Cyril Buddy, and Silk. Yep. Um again. Some good players.
3: Pretty much the same as well. Um, but I threw Adam Goods in there as well. So, Adam oh, Goods, yeah. Buddy, Andrew McLeod, Silk, and Cyril. Jack?
2: Yeah, so I've just done a mixture of both of you. So I've gone number five as Gavin Wanganine, four Surreali, three Adam Goods, two Andrew McLeod, one Buddy Franklin.
1: I've got Buddy number one, Adam Goods number two, Sean Burgoyne number three, um, Eddie Betts number four, and Cyril at five.
2: Do you, do you guys – obviously, I didn't pick Sean Berg on. I still sort of think he's definitely top 10, great player, longevity. Is the longevity the reason that you've picked him or do you think that he's had he, – in his peak, he was as good as all those players?
1: I picked him because I just think every he could play every position on the ground and still be a star.
2: Great answer. Great answer. So we'll get into this week's games. We'll do a quick wrap on those and – See what we can come up with. <clears throat> well, actually, we'll put a multi up too, Liam, because of course. You're, you're June. Zero and
0: two. So <laughs> keep it going. Uh, Friday night, 3rd of June. Marvel Stadium. Good game to start the round off, even though I can't stand either of these two teams. Uh, Western Bulldogs taking on the Cats. It is a good game, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think... Dogs' favourite, too. Yeah, I think Dogs actually win it. Yeah. I, I can't even really... Don't feel like Geelong play at Eddie Had a lot. It seems weird actually when I think about it. I think they just play at the G and GM HBA, man. Yeah. It's very rare that they actually go to Eddie Had. So I think dogs will win that. And really, they'll stamp themselves, and Geelong are going to start facing that long road back of falling into that eighth, ninth position sort of thing. And they're going to have to be fighting every week. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go.
1: Shit, I'm almost a toss toss of a coin here. Is, but yeah. I think I reckon I'm gonna go the dogs because I think the dog's midfield will just outrun the aging cats midfield. Yeah, nice.
2: I, I still think Geelong will win. Um I think Geelong by probably twelve points, but it would be a cracker. Much like Cody, I'll go the dogs as
0: well because they're midfield. Yeah, I'm gonna say dogs by fifteen.
2: All right, Saturday, one forty-five. Depending, on, it could be a Marination Station, like Liam said last week. Depending on your Friday night, but Adelaide versus West Coast, what a humdinger! Um, Adelaide dollar at eleven, West Coast six seventy. Thoughts, feelings, behaviours. I'm glad I'm playing footy at this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah,
3: Adelaide win. West Coast got no hope. But it's, un- it's going to be interesting who they picked in the uh, mid-season draft that is on tonight. I think they went that Jai. Um, Jai Kelly. Yeah. So he'll probably walk up straight into the midfield for them.
1: Or he might just announce his retirement
0: tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Adelaide will pants them, especially being of Adelaide. Yeah, I agree. I can Adelaide get the win. As Lamb said
1: previously, they're not gutless, but I think you know, as West Coast are going shit, Adelaide is just... Yeah. Yeah,
0: no.
2: Yeah, no. Oh, 30, yeah. I do think Adelaide will win, but I don't think it's going to be those hundred yeah. point drubbing. I think
1: I think around. West Coast will show up. Yeah. But I, I still think Adelaide
2: will win. I, like I'm probably thinking 30, 35 points. Yeah. Around that yeah. area.
1: Um four four thirty five Sad that we have the Gold Coast Suns versus North Melbourne. Um so, yeah. Yeah, Suns are a dollar eight and North are eight bucks. So if you want to launder some money, this will be the game for it. And I just Suns will get this done easily. I think maybe forty points plus, fifty yeah. points, maybe.
2: The Tony mock bell game. Um, I'm going to go the Suns by seventy. Yeah,
3: I'll go the Suns by eight goals. Yeah, Suns as well for me. And North are going to be at,
0: without Kanzura, so it's going to, they're going to find it even Who? harder. To <laughs> some uh Righto, nighttime game. So we've only no, got another good game. One. Uh, One-game slots yeah. for... A couple of oh no, no, no this over, week. No overlaps. Um, the Ds taking on Sydney at the MCG. I think I think Ds will be out for blood a bit. I think they'll want to just restamp it and just say, yeah. yeah, we lost, but we're still the best. Yeah. So I'm going to say Melbourne 39. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, right. I'm going to say...
1: I think mean, Ds will get it done, but similarly... I- I reckon it'll be a close game. I just think I love the way, like, Swans can grind out a game of footy and I think these are sort of the same. They grind out games of footy too. When the gun gets tough, like, both these teams know how to win when it's a, <laughs> it's a it's a tough game. So I'm just looking at William Crunch on some chips. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think these a win by you know, be between 10 to 20 points, I reckon. it will be a good game. Yeah, they probably win by a bag of chips. Um, <laughs> I think
2: Adelaide oh Adelaide. Good I, I think the D's get up by about twenty seven points.
3: Yeah, I'm going D's
2: as well. They'll just be one goal better each quarter, which amounts to four goals, so they'll be in there. Great maths. All right. Um Sunday Marination Station.
0: We're going A little bit later.
2: Yeah. Uh two ten game. Hawks versus Collingwood. Are you boys are actually going to the game? Yeah, sure I am. Your invite like, got lost in the mail, I think. Mean. Uh, no, that's right. That's, um, <laughs> fight the quarter box. Got lost in the match. Um, Hawthorne, Collingwood, who are we picking boys? Like it's bit, uh, You guys are favourites, dollar 48, but Hawthorne obviously went up to where played Gold Coast last week, got a little bit embarrassed. It Could be a good game. I'm hoping it's a good game because we're going down to
3: it. And these are the games that Collingwood lose as well, the ones they should win. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think facts. <laughs> just looking at it,
0: the last five times we've played and Hawthorne won four times. So oh, and mm. yeah, the last time we won it was a terrible game. Fifty-nine to twenty-seven was the last <laughs> end score. Yeah. Um so Hawthorne are one of those sides that actually play well against us. Um but look, I think if we really want to make something of this year with well, these are the teams you're having to beat so actually, um, I
1: just want to say on that. There's a um thing today I was saying I think it's um Luke Bruce's two 20, hundred and fiftieth game and same as Liam Shields. And I think Luke Bruce in his career is sixteen and two against Collingwood.
0: Jeez. Yeah, right. Oh. So yeah, Jesus, that's
1: um, not a good omen. But um, yeah, I'll the other boys. Um, I think Collingwood should win, but I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if this is a game that we let slip.
2: Well, like this boil of red that I'm pouring, I think you should finish it off, and you should do it quite well. And I think Collingwood by six goals. Oh, jeez. that's the
0: largest margin you
2: twice from. Yeah, no, I, it's. You shown to me last week that he can do it against good good sides, but like Ixy said, you've got to win the games that you should win, yeah. and at this be a game, you've got to stamp your foot down.
0: Yep, I think yeah. Pies by, I'm going to say twenty-one. Ooh, I'll go pies under ten points because I want it to be close.
2: All right, we're moving in to the Sunday. That Sunday, there's is only he, one more game. It's on. My
1: new my new favourite slot, footy, is five twenty-one. You got on the radio on the way out.
2: Uh, Freo mm. versus Brisbane, very good game. Very good game. Um, I, I've said Freo top four since the start of the year. They've had two tough weeks. They've had Freo, uh, sorry, they've had Melbourne and Brisbane getting distracted here by chompers over the back. <laughs> um, Melbourne and Brisbane back to back is very hard. So, oh, geez, I don't know. I'm probably going to go, I'm going to go Brisbane by two points.
0: I think it'll be one, one of those games. I think uh, Fremantle um, will win. I don't think they'll go to second even if they do win. They'd have to pump Brisbane. Um, I think, yeah, Frio by 20 points, I think, just because it's over there. I think they'll get it up.
1: Yeah, I agree. I do see what you're saying with the last two games that Frio's had. But um, I just think the home factor, it's a big thing over there. Frio always play good at their home turf, so... I think they will get the Chockeys done.
3: Touch on a bit of that French Open. <laughs> oh, no. Big games. Getting into the nitty-gritty of it. Um, we'll start with the big game of Nadal and Djokovic, which was a four-hour epic. Did anyone get a chance to watch the highlights or anything?
2: Yes, I did. No. And what did you reckon? Uh... Won the first, lost the second, won the third and the fourth.
3: It's unreal. It was a long, long game. It started in May and ended in June, so that's how long it was.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. No.
3: (laughs) I think you've earned
1: yourself another episode.
3: Thanks, boys. I'll be back next week. Um, And our boy, Carlos Alcaraz, he lost to Zverev, who Nadal will play now. Um, sit to pass lost, Medvedev lost, and that makes us into the quarterfinals, which is uh, Rublev versus Chilic, Uh Rude versus Rune, and then, yeah, it's Vero for Nadal.
2: Chilic has been that bloke. He's been in the top 15, top maybe got to fifth, mm. but he, he hasn't solidified himself into that sort of Andy Murray, Djokovic, yeah. Federer, sort of that bracket. So yeah. he's been stuck there for a long time, but he's probably mm. making... 12 million dollars possibly, so <laughs> yeah, so he's not listening he, to this yeah, exactly right. Sorry, mate. That, no, that's
3: all right, but I think Nadal's going to win it, and I hope he does too.
1: What's he going for?
3: He's, he's 14. 14 and 20, he's only lost one. 22 Green Slams, he's 21.
2: 21. He's won. He won the 20th at the Australian Open, I believe. I could be wrong, I'm sure the the fans will come for us, yeah. The, but yeah, yeah, so which will be huge and probably his last one, but he's he's been the goat on clay. I don't look at his last one, though. Like, I agree that he's getting on a bit and he had that knee injury and he's come back. But, like, if Tom Brady, LeBron James, is anyone to go by, like, people are starting to, I don't know, it's the uh, medicine or the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Physiotherapy. Yeah, yeah, that type of to extend athletes' careers. You just yeah. never
1: know. But How, um, how lucky have we been? In the golden era of tennis that we've had oh, sure. over the last, what, 10, 15, 20, I mean, years. 20 years? Yeah, 20 years. Federer, Joker. Nadal. Nadal. Even, even like Andy Murray's. Murray's. Andy and, Roddick, my favourite. Yeah, yeah. like we've, we've absolutely just been spoiled for
2: tennis. But <clears throat> So who would you say is your favourite to watch out of? It'd be out of those three because they've got the most slams. You've got Djokovic, um, Federer and Nadal. Um, Nadal for you, Hicksie. Yeah, um, I just love Nadal. Is there a re- is there a reason why you sort of gravitated towards him or what is it? Because he's got a big left arm.
3: <laughs> he's got big pipes. Um, <laughs> i how just, yeah, just rip his forehand. He just rips it. He's, he's mentally so strong. You can see it in the Australian Open when he was down and he's, yeah,
2: just, just watching him and he's just a good boy. For those that don't watch tennis too, he does the thing. So when you have a top spin on the ball, um, you obviously tilt your racket a bit. It's probably, I don't know, probably it's about 45 degrees to sort of get that whip on it. And the doll literally holds the racket in reverse. So he's the back of his palm is facing the court and that's how he hits the tennis ball. So he hits it like that to rip it and it's, yeah, he's, he's the first to ever do it and that's why he's so good on clay because the ball bounces and he gets that kick up towards him and that's why you can sort of control it and bring it back down. So... Uh, a little bit of a useless back there from me, but um, yeah, I love Nadal as well
1: as a left-hander. So.
3: What about the other two boys? You got a favourite? Um, can't go past Federer. Yeah.
1: yeah, I do like Federer too. Federer's yeah. backhand is uh, G- gentleman general of, yeah. of the
2: game. Gentleman yeah. of the game.
1: Curious is a close second for me. on oh, I, 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 like seriously, are you a Nick Curious fan? Yeah, like, big yeah, yeah like, he yeah, brings excitement yeah, yeah, to yeah. the yeah. game.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I love him. I don't think I would love having a frothy with him. Maybe, I don't know. Of course, if I say you know, I'd love to have a beer with him. But as in, I don't know, like they, him and Cock and Arcus have brought a different element to the game and it is really good to watch. But sometimes he doesn't have that communication with the player on the other side of the net where he's disrespectful. Yeah. Like it's different when he brings the atmosphere to the game and I absolutely love that. Like he puts bums on seats so like we've talked about before. It's awesome to watch. He's entertaining he spikes the crowd up, but there has to be a level of it where you're like, still so show some respect. But
1: I just think some people don't like him. It's the same aspect like remember was it last year or whenever it was at that like, golf tournament when that bloke hit the hole and run and the crowd was going wild and there was beers getting thrown on the green and shit like that. Yeah. That was this year. Was it it was this year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. It, was it wasn't open. it wasn't that long ago. No? Open. Yeah. But um I feel like Kyrios has that same sort of thing that he brings that different aspect to the game, the Excitement I would bring the it, crowd yeah. in. And it, is it just like the typical old school tennis fans, golf fans yeah. in the case of the hole in one that like to keep it as a classical, ne- not a not boring, name. but yeah, like, just like, you know, play sport. The game,
2: yeah.
0: Gentleman's sport? Yeah,
2: gentleman sport. I absolutely agree with you. Like, 100%. Like, I agree with the get the crowd up, sook when you want to. It's entertainment at the end of the day. Make Is made tennis interesting. Well, I just don't like it when you're disrespecting an opponent. Some sometimes the way he's gone about it. There's a line. There is. Yeah, a there is a yeah. line, and he flirts with it every yeah. single time. And I, you love watching it, but if I, if I was playing him, I'd be like, "Geez, I hate this bloke."
1: Yeah.
2: But he could he could easily
3: be number one in the world if he put his mind to it. Kyros, he's got so much talent.
2: Yeah. Well, they reckon he doesn't practice much either, and he's still nearly the best server on tour. So that is ridiculous. Nice, like an wouldn't it? So, And we'll
3: jump over to the women's side. Uh, the quarterfinals there are uh, Veronica Kudometova. Uh She's playing Daria Kasatkina. <laughs> that is exactly how you say it, too. Um, and the other quarterfinal is our girl, Iga Swatek. And she's, going for, she's had 32 wins in a row, and the record's 34. Ooh, Serena, Jesus. so she's getting close. She's only 21, too, Iga. Um, she's playing Jessica Pagula. And Coco Goff is in the semifinals versus Martina Trevisan. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Who are you tipping? Uh, Ega. Yeah, she, she's playing Doll 36 or something, and uh, Nadal's
0: playing Doll 50. So, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, these sound like randomly generated names. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <Just> come out. <laughs> who was it? Coco, who?
3: Coco Goff. Coco Goff. Come on, Coco Pop. You <laughs> called that one, and I said, Kudamatova. <laughs> <t-ra. laughs> it's good to scramble now. what well done, Ben. Yeah, and that's a wrap.
2: And on that note, let's get straight into the MVP and Fraud Awards. Let's touch on it. We're all excited. <laughs> let's touch on it. Let's touch on it. Jeez, I've said that a few times. Kick us off, in. All right, I'm going to start with the MVP. One vote goes to Damien Um Big thank you to come on the podcast up other night. It was very nice. And uh, it was a great insight for the life of an AFL <laughs> player. And, you know, the highs and lows of it, because you don't hear about it enough of you always hear about premiership success and that, and it was uh, awesome to hear. <laughs> Two votes goes to um, Courtois from Real Madrid. He was uh, obviously awesome. We touched on it at the start episode. <laughs> touched, on, <laughs> touched on it. Touched on it. Was going again. And three votes go to Freo. First hand and knock knockoff Melbourne this year. Yep. Top four for me, so well done. Nice. I'll go next, actually. Uh, the
3: MVP, one vote, is going to the Endeavour Hills Cricket Club, who have just signed Darwood Milan. To their 2020 side, which is huge. Is this, in this is Australia. In Holy crap! Yeah, yeah I don't know. But He's going to take the Mickey. That's not all. They've also got Sri Lankan Test captain Dimuth Karanatra, How do you say that?
0: Karunaratne. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> got
3: him. Former Pakistani captain Shoaib Malik, West Indies fast bowlers Fidel Edwards and Matthew Ford, and also Chris Gale, playing in a two-week. <laughs> So Sorry, this is all in the one team. This is all in the one team. Oh playing a two-week tier two cricketing festival <laughs> instead of the big batch. Can we go? I'm going to go. We now. might have I'm to go over that. That's going to be a yeah. shimmozling from so me. Get on Endeavour. Uh, might be on Sportsbet. I love that. Yeah. Um, two votes is going to the designers of the indigenous jumpers for the AFL. They uh, all did a very good job, and it was good to see a bit of a, <laughs> a few long sleeves running around out there, which uh, we love. And three
1: votes going to the Hot Pies. Good segue. Um, I've gone one vote to Boston, um, knocking off the Nets, then knocking off the Bucks, then knocking off the Heat, and as I said, I reckon they're going to win it all. Um, two votes I've gone for the Hot Pies for their win on Sunday. It was I reckon, probably one of the best games of the year. And three votes, I've gone Real Madrid for knocking off Liverpool. I think um, they beat, did they beat? I think they beat PSG or Bayern Munich, one of them. And then they knocked off Chelsea, and then they knocked off Man City, and then they won the big one. So I hope Boston can do what Real Madrid done and yeah, knock off three big teams to make the final and then get it done. So. Off to you, Liam. Yeah, that's sick, mate. Good on you. Uh,
0: <laughs> one, vote. <laughs> one vote this week to Gold Coast for their big win. Uh, keep on keeping on. Two votes to Courtois. Yep. Courtois. Uh, Courtois. <laughs> <he, courtesy. laughs> <He>, um, <laughs> look, I don't watch a, a lot of round ball, but I did watch the highlights of this game and he was everything for Real Madrid. And three votes to Fremantle, Dokers uh, for their big win over Melbourne. <laughs> Righto, fraud award, I'll get started. No worries. One vote to Dustin Johnson for backflipping on his uh, choice to join the new Golf Super League. Um, porridge from you, DJ. Even though I get the feeling that he's a bit of a toss-up. I don't know, just from seeing it in the media and stuff like that, I don't think a lot of people like him. But I think he's good. But not for this. <laughs> Two votes uh, to Hawthorne, uh, corresponding from Gold Coast, big win. Uh, Hawthorne, big clip um, from Gold Coast, not good enough. Jeez, I hope they don't beat the Pies this week now. (laughs) And three votes to Djokovic because you're just a fraud, mate, and you got done so bad luck. You're out. (laughs) Yeah, right. Jeez, got that. Um, My fraud awards, I got one vote for
3: the AFL fans for fighting after games. There's just no need for it. It's just ridiculous. Um, two votes goes to the Greenskeeper at River Valley Golf Course over in America.
1: Not the Pakistani Q.
3: Now, we'll put the video up on social because you've got to say it. It's ridiculous. There was, um, I think it was a women's competition, and they were putting within a foot of the hole and it was rolling all the way off into the rough. Actually, I did say that. The yeah, a- average score too. on the hole was a quadruple bogey, So that's what sh- Jack you. normally does every hole. And <laughs> three votes, Liz Cambage. For the video that came out of her elbowing an opposition player and calling Nigerian players bad,
2: bad words, yeah, um, she Liz. can ship off. Yeah, Liz Cambridge sucks. Um, I've gone a bit of a different route this week, as per. Um, number one goes to streaming services in general. And it's not, it can be related to sport in you sign up for Optus Sports all year, you go to watch the final, then you've got to have stand sport or you've got to have Amazon Prime or uh, Paramount exclusive, or you've got to have Netflix, BBL, uh, Ebony. I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> it's absolutely outrageous. What is this? Can we not just have a sporting like KO that has everything on it, and if you want to pay extra for main events or specific stuff, it'd be a lot easier for us Maybe guys.
3: Maybe like a sports confidential.
2: Yeah, sports service. confidential coming soon, BBL, Ebony. <laughs> 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 so uh, moving on, I might have to edit that out. Uh two votes goes to the worst kind of people in sport. And this is about sporting fans. You know the people that act like they know about sports but they've got no idea. But then they try to name a heap of facts about sports and it just digs them a deeper hole. It happens us. <laughs> yeah, us. Don't, don't get me wrong. We we just have a laugh and we're just talking about sports, but Someone that like generally doesn't watch sports. It might be someone that you work with or, you know, a yeah. family member or something. And they'll say, oh, you know, like I've had recently, I've had, you know, how's Matthew Lloyd going for acid? <laughs> like, come <laughs> on, there's a, there's a line. There's a line to this. You stuff. could probably use him to be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't get me wrong. We could. But to those sort of people, I understand if you don't like sports, but just zip it. Yeah, just zip it. Same and um, three votes this week goes to the Mona Lisa cake man. Um, I don't know if you've seen this on the socials, but nope. a bloke went to the Louvre in France and he went to smear a cake all over the Mona Lisa.
3: He's,
2: he's dodged the security guards. He's done all the hard yards and he's got there and he smeared the cake, but they've got a bulletproof glass in front of it. <laughs> from about, It's about 500 mil in front of it. So he's just smeared it on a window and then the cleaners just come in like Hixie and just gone, thank you for coming and just wiped it <laughs> off. So this bloke's probably been thrown in jail. He's got nothing to show for it except for a little bit of a viral video and, yeah, he hasn't done much. So well done, mate.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone one boat. You yeah, don't know what this Jack. I actually went Trent Arnold.
2: Just for the final? No,
1: nah, just because I think he did have a pretty poor final. That goal that um, Vinny Jr. scored, if you watch the vision of it, he basically watched it roll past his feet and then Vinny, he absolutely lost him. So, yeah, one vote to him. I've actually gone two votes. I just want to touch on this a little bit. I've actually gone Jaden Stevenson from North Melbourne. Only reason being is that he's playing VFL footy at the moment. He's got dropped twice already this year. If he's not getting a game in North Melbourne's team at the moment, who is a rebuilding team, and he fits the age bracket of North Melbourne, he's twenty-two. He won a Rising Star what three years ago, four yeah. years ago, two thousand eighteen, whatever, whenever it was. He kicked that year in two thousand eighteen when Pies won the Grand Final. He kicked thirty-eight goals Jeez. as an eighteen-year-old. So if he's not getting a game in a North Melbourne team at the moment that is rebuilding, what are you doing? Like, seriously, what are you doing? I know you've, you hear lots of people say about North Melbourne at the moment, you know, they say that, you know, they're looking to see who's going to be on their list in three or four years' time. The way he's going, he's not going to be fucking there. No. He's so, a young kid at North
3: Melbourne. That's like what I mean. The one that yeah, that's what I mean.
1: He, he should be yeah, your Jai Sutkins, your, you know, your Nick Larkies, these sort of players, but he's battling, he's got dropped twice this year, he's playing VFL footy. So, I just wanted to mention that and Collingwood got absolutely crucified in that trade period. Yeah. And I i agree with some of it, the way they went about it with the Adam Trelaw thing and all that, you know, they didn't do a good job of it. But when they put Stevenson up for trade, Collingwood got absolutely crucified for that. So I'm thinking maybe was there a little bit of writing on the wall and Collingwood could see yeah. what he was like? Does he have is he poor have, have a poor attitude? Is he not committed? Is he whatever it is? But I just think he needs – I think the next 18 months for him is going to be very important oh, yeah, for his – Six months. Yeah, for his it. AFL career. Yeah. yeah. So two votes for him. He needs to sort his shit out because he, him firing on all cylinders, he's a fucking good player. Oh, yeah. And you've seen – He's even, a very good player.
2: The first round he had 30-something touches. Yeah. like yeah. he has that potential and – Obviously, we don't know from the outside in. I completely exactly, agree. Like, you know what I mean? We don't know the outside in, whether it's the attitude or there's something going on behind the scenes, but the, he's the type of player that should be going. He's nearly at that age now, probably one or two years away from going, let me take this team to the promised land. Yeah, line. exactly. So, yeah. I completely agree. Great
1: and um, three votes I've got West Coast. I yeah. mean, They're actually up in
2: the votes now. They're, they're, they're right up there. You
1: know, I think we say it every week, the talent that they've still got rolling around for the losses that they've had. I think their average margin is 75 points. Average losing margin, sorry, is 75 points. So <laughs> for some of the talent that I've still got rolling around is uh, not good enough. So uh, on that, we'll take another quick break and um, we'll get into everyone's favourite segment is the quiz and Hixie's the reigning premier. Let's go. Yep. So, one for one. Um, we'll, we'll get into it shortly.
2: Don't forget about history. S was in 16 plus.
1: It's
2: time! Fuck up, Cody. You just do the quiz, mate. Let's get into it.
1: Righto, <laughs> Jack. Here we go. Can we just test your buzzers, please? Liam.
2: Ben. sound like no to me. Uh, Jack.
1: Yeah, no, good one. Righto. On, we'll start it off. Rules to the quiz. Um, he's not the Rules. Well, no, every, every, every question's worth one point. Every point's a point. Every point's a point. Yeah. <laughs> and Jack's a loser. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's a new question. Uh, he's ready? It goes without saying. Yes. No. Right. Who holds the record for the most goals kicked without winning a common medal? Jack.
0: I'm going to go with Brendan Favola. Nope. Liam. Uh, Jason Dunstall? Nope. I don't even get the question. Who has kicked the most... Is this AFL? You haven't...
1: Yeah. Well, the Colman goals AFL. Sorry yeah, sorry. yeah. Who holds the record for the most goals kicked without ever winning a Colman? Do you mean like most goals in a season? No, most goals overall. Yeah. Dan.
0: Dan. Oh, okay. yep, right. Is it Eddie Betts? No. I'm going to go
2: with Gary Ablett. No. Senior.
0: Um, Gordon Coventry. No, I you can give up if you want. Ben, Fred, Fanning. No, Matthew Pavlich. No. Uh, no, I actually don't know. You done? No, I don't know. Oh go on. Ben, man. Matthew Lloyd. No, you
2: want Collins? You want Daniel Collins? Give me one more guess. I want to get this.
1: Nick freewell no. no, I don't know. He's had the Matthew part, right? Matthew Richardson.
0: 800, oh. 800 goals. Didn't win a common. Never won a comment. Yeah, right. 800 goals.
2: Fair enough. Well, didn't I even think bad. about
1: it. Nope. it uh, nope. So you're all on zip, so a good start. How many majors did John Daly win in his career? Liam, two. Two is correct.
0: Oh, well done, Liam. Won British Open. I remember he, and, he won one, his first one, he was like a late call-up. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it was the PGA although, PGA. He won PGA 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 the PGA, PGA in the PGA in the British Open,
1: yeah. Um right question three. Who is the youngest player to make 10,000
0: test runs? Jack. Is it Michael Cot? No. Liam. 10,000 test, test runs. runs. Uh, yeah. Alistair Cook. Alistair Cook's correct. You're, yeah. on, you're on fire. Yes,
1: oh, whee. right this one's a bit of a long one. So six people have kicked 1,000 goals in the AFL. I'll give you half a point. For each player you know. Jay. I think that was Jack. Sorry, Liam. Yep. Gordon Coventry.
2: Yes. Tony Lockett. Yes. Gary Abbott Senior. Yes. Buddy Franklin. Yes. Jason Dunstall. Yes. Oh, the last names just escaped me here. Um, <sighs> Jason Dunstall. Tony Lockett. I say Tony Lockett? Yep. Oh, now nah, I'm going to have to pass. You said
1: everyone but the player that you haven't named yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I figured that um, I don't reckon he's a get-it Ben oh no I've got it Doug Hawkins no Ben is it Dick Reynolds no is it Doug Wade it is Doug Wade oh w- Doug w- 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 I was
3: close he's
1: Doug Hawkins w- he played for the Western Bulldogs he played like friend games. So what, he gets two yeah, and a half points so he right? gets two and a half points fuck yeah, no, and uh, you're on, well you're on ECU you're on two and a half yeah, points yeah I know too. but still that's an easy one you should have been quicker I was quick enough okay um, what are we up to? Question four. So this is closest to the pin. All
0: right.
1: What is Bryson DeChambeau's average driver distance in metres? So what's the average he hits his driver? Jack.
2: 334 metres. Uh, yards. Are you going yards? Not, no, go no
1: metres. I Googled it in yards, but i translated it to metres. Oh, okay, to that's different.
2: Um, 318 metres.
0: Liam, 300 on
2: the dot.
1: Three hundred and nine meters. Lamb is the closest. It is two hundred and ninety four point five meters. Three hundred and twenty two yards if you're oh, saying so, <laughs> so whatever it's like a yard is like 0. 0.91 like meter. Yeah. So
0: it's like 10% well, ten percent. I said meters because
1: we use metres in Australia.
0: So. To be fair, I was pretty close.
2: Yeah, you were pretty I'll, close. I'll
0: lay, I'll lay if up. we were in America you were
1: close.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, three and a half, two and a half, zip. Zip.
2: Yeah.
1: You, must, you might as well give up then. Righto, question five. four, five. Six. Six. Um, according to Forbes magazine in two thousand twenty one, at the end of two thousand twenty one, what is the most expensive sports team in the
0: world? Jack, first. Uh New York Knicks? No. Both <laughs> over a third billion, aren't they?
1: They're close. They're in I think they're fourth. Yeah. Golden State Warriors. No. I don't even think they're top ten. Yeah, they yeah. are. Uh, Ben. I'd be surprised if you get it, to be honest. I it mean, that hard. Uh, no, it's not that hard, but... No.
3: Was it a sporting team in the world?
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: Ben Barcelona. No. They are up there, though. Uh, Jack. New York Knicks. Uh, New York Yankees. Sorry.
1: No. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Yankees.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't say Yankees. Uh, no, I don't know. I have no idea. Can, can you, we keep can guessing? Can you Manchester can,
1: City? Can, can, no, can you, no, you want no. just
3: give us the sport? Make it. A
1: little bit yeah, I'm going to give you sport. the sport. The sport is NFL.
3: Jack,
2: Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys.
1: Yes.
2: Because so I didn't think get it, I he's getting
3: I thought in the top
1: fans.
2: five, but I
1: didn't. Yeah, it's good one. So three and a half. Three H. and a half. Zip. Dunkin' Donuts. No, no. N- Aaron Norton. Righto. Who, this is sort of similar to the first question. Who has the most career Brownlow medal votes without ever winning it? Liam. Scott Pendlebury. Scott, oh, Emmerbury oh, Sorry, Scott Emmerbury is correct. Sorry, Scott Emmerbury. Scott Emmerbury. So that's four and a half, three and a half. I'm still on zero. You are still on zero. Empty wallet. You might get this one. What's maybe. the last question Ten? No, oh. not for you. <laughs> you actually You need to get the next two questions to still have a chance of winning. All right, I'll give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll back you up. Yeah. <laughs> Maccabi Diva won the Melbourne yeah. Cup. three. Wrong. You are out of this now. I'll, the question was, Maccabi Diva won the Melbourne Cup from 2003 to 2005. Who was the champion? Ben, Glenn Boss. Glenn Boss is correct. Oh, oh no. He's no. automatically one. Yeah. <laughs> question nine. Like what country did John Aloisi kick his iconic Jack. penalty? Uruguay. Uruguay is correct. Oh. Oh, no, Jack. What's that? Four and a, four and a half, four and half, half each one. and One. You, you can't win. <laughs> I can come third. You can come third. <laughs> right yeah. Podium finish. So we go. who am I. So yeah. the same as the last couple of weeks, three points Ooh. first question or three points first statement, I guess you could say, two points one point. You ready? No. Nah. Then you might as well just go home. Shit quiz anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Righto, here we go. For three points, I was born the 19th of April 1975 in Sydney. And I made my first class cricket debut in the summer of 1994.
0: First class debut? Yeah. yeah. Jack Mark Taylor? No. Um,
3: Glenn McGrath? No. Ben Andrew Saunders? No. No.
1: Two points. I made my test debut for Australia against the West Indies at the SCG in November of
0: 1966. Wait, November
1: 66? Sorry, 1996, sorry. Um, do you want to read that rest of it? Or? Please. Happy to Please do. There. Sorry. Taking two wickets in the game and my first ever test wicket, I bowled Kirtley Ambrose.
2: Jack, I'm going to go Stuart McGill. No. <sighs> uh.
0: Sydney, 96. First test wicket. Liam, was it no,
1: Ben, talking? was it Jason Gillespie? It was Jason oh, Gillespie. James. that was my next guess. Sorry. So we got a super question. So we have a super question. We'll go to a break because I didn't plan on having a super <laughs> question again. Right are back. It took me long enough to think of a question. It's probably a shit question, but at the end of the day, we'll get a winner. So Liam finished on four and a half. Jack finished on four and a half. He's ready? Yep. Yep. All right, sure. get it over and done with. Yep. Sounds good. Who won the 2013 Norm Smith medal? Jack. Brian Lake. Brian Lake's correct.
3: Yes! <laughs> oh God, got it. oh.
2: Yes, it's that it, was easy, was it? Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Buy a T-shirt. Um, some big interviews coming in soon. Lamb, do you want to say
1: anything? Like and subscribe. Yeah, like, share, and subscribe.
2: Act, yeah, actually give us a follow and a five star rating because it actually makes a big difference. Write a review. Um, we've got some big interviews coming out. Cody's going to be doing some stuff, uh, some local legends around the GV. So we can't wait for that. And uh, yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in again.
1: Go to Pies.